Bush and Richie here with your Daily Takeaway podcast. Uh, as you're going to hear in this show, we talk a lot about how cold it is and stuff at the moment, and it is unbelievably cold. I've started doing something on trains, Richie, that you told me that you used to do about a year oh, or two ago on this show. I hope I remember what this is. I know what this is, I think. And, and I was like, I couldn't understand why, why would anyone do that? I think that's what I said to you at the time. Why mm. would anyone do that? And I've started doing it myself. And what it is, is when people get on the train and they leave the door open, yeah. I've been getting up yes. like an old butler and closing yes. the door. Yes, I I've, love this. I've never touched the button of a door that has got nothing to do with me mm. before on the train. Like, why would I? Why would anyone normally go anywhere near it? But yeah. now, it's so flipping cold and I don't want to sit there shivering and I get up and almost do the whole you're born in a barn thing. Here's the thing, right? Go back 25 years when we'd be getting on trains and they were slammed door. Yes. You wouldn't get on a train just leave the door open. Not a million years. You wouldn't walk through the front door and leave the door open just because they're fancy train doors. Why would you not close the door after you? Yeah, well, but I don't think people ever do, though, do no, they? No, I know. I've never seen someone come on and turn around and then close it behind them with the button. Do you know what I might do? You know, sometimes you get these people who, like, go and do a big protest or whatever, like, they go and stand on the front of Buckingham Palace dressed as Batman. Okay, yeah, yeah. I might go and do that. Doors and then, for justice. Yeah, doors for justice. And then they'll be like, what's he stood up there? What was that guy protesting about? And then it turns out, all it is is to make people aware that you can close train doors. So they'll be like, I couldn't get to work this morning because that fella's complaining about drafts on trains. Yeah, but no one's going to be stopped going to work just because I'm stood on the front of Buckingham Palace dressed as Batman, are they? That's good. It's your right. Carry on. There you are. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Uh, what a dark Monday evening it is here. Winter Horrible. very much here. We're into December. Uh, parts of the country still got so much snow. Uh, parts of the country got flooding and all that kind of thing. The weather is inclement. It's nasty. Uh, so the surprise when I saw someone catching the train this lunchtime wearing a pair of shorts. What's going on? Was it, was it a postie? They weren't in uniform. They weren't a post officer. Uh, they were. They were in. Here's the here's the thing that was strange about it. They were in a, a big pair of what I would call sort of like you know working boots. Okay. Uh, in a big old uh, fleece. Uh huh. So the fleece was acknowledging the cold. Yes. The boots were acknowledging. You know, you you, you need some kind of sensible footwear. Uh-huh. But they were in shorts. And I mean, you know, even just the idea of going outside in this, with any form of bare skin, yeah. you get um, what I would call jamboning of the arm. Yes. You know, when your arm goes like cold <laughs> yes, ham. you do, yeah. What are they playing at? Is it a trade person? It must be a trades person. There was nothing in their clothing that gave away what they were doing, that gave away any reasoning as to why you would choose to go outside the house today uh, in shorts. Now, you see, I'm trying to think about sort of like a line of work that might say, hmm. you have to wear shorts. You have to wear shorts. And I don't think that, that there are none that I can think of that in December the 4th would say to you, oh, by the way, don't forget, you must turn up in shorts. No, because, it, you know, posties do this thing, don't they, where they have hairless legs yeah. and they wear shorts all year round. They kind of get off on it a little bit. Do they you know what do, I mean? Yeah. It's kind of part of their thing. Yes. But I didn't know whether that has kind of crept out into other, maybe there's other, you know, people, carpet fitters do the same thing. Oh, I'm a carpet fitter. I ain't wearing trousers. No, you see, but if you're a carpet fitter, you don't want a carpet burn, I'd say even more reason to wear trousers. People would certainly be talking on the train in the work, wouldn't they? <laughs> all fours. <laughs> so if you are wearing shorts today, you are wearing. Oh, let's move on. Let's move if you are wearing shorts today, do enlighten us, explain why you would choose to wear shorts on Monday 4th of December. Uh, Rory says, I'm an HGV driver. Oh, right. The idea is to spend as little time outside of my cab as possible. So he is wearing shorts. That's a good point. I can kind of get with that, because HGV drivers, they, basically that's a mobile office and home, isn't it? Because they, they can sleep overnight in that. You're in your lounge yeah. all the time, aren't you? Do you know what I mean? I mean, like I say, we, we're, not, we're not trying to call anyone out here. We're just trying no. to understand. 
understand. We're being enlightened. That's what's going on. Purely inquisitive. Uh, Miles says, still in shorts, my, uh, listen to this, my long trouser protocol has not been activated yet. <laughs> Surely that the trouser thing is encapsulated in the big coat thing. Not, we don't need two protocols. We, we don't, we're not looking for another protocol. Like we've already said a mere 20 <laughs> seconds ago, we're just looking to be enlightened. Oh, we don't want to spend the next two weeks out on that step activating different <laughs> legislation. <laughs> no, it's cold out there. Exactly. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Uh, Rich in Chesterfield says, I'm a taxi driver similar to the HGV driver you mentioned earlier. I've got climate control. I've got heated seats. Half a yard of fabric around the bottom of my legs is pointless. I'd go as far to say I only uh, own one pair of long pants and ten pairs of shorts. There's some madness going on today. Someone's texting saying, I don't own a pair of trousers. That's that's insane. Uh, My my eldest daughter, Erin, who's 13, I don't know if anyone else is teenagers like this, refuses to wear warm clothes, which is annoying because it makes you as a parent end up coming up with phrases like your dad would have said to you when you were a kid you know what yep. I mean? won't feel the benefit etc but um, she always wears her shorts from um, netball out even in this weather Kaz has texted saying my nephew's 17 and at sick form and he wears shorts all year he also wears a beanie hat all year round indoors <laughs> I think he even wears it in school. There's no reason for it. So there's a lot of madness going on here. That also brings out the phrase, you're not going to feel the benefit. I'm not going to feel the benefit. Uh, we'll say it to our producer, Adam, he's got a hat on indoors. He's not going to feel the benefit. Uh, Brett's hanging on. You in shorts, Brett? I am, yes. So what do you do? Explain why. Uh, I'm a floor layer. So it's, it's, it's the same sort of thing as a carpet fitter, but um, uh, obviously do, do flooring as well as carpets. Do your legs get cold? You're, you're, you're out and about with, with your legs out and it's absolutely freezing. No, no, no. It's it's absolutely fine. I say it's boiling hot in people's houses, and uh, you go in, and they got their heating on full blast. And you go out, you pick up your floor and your carpet out the van, you come back in, and then you're uh, you're in a boiling hot house again. But Brett, wouldn't you want to have your? Wouldn't you want to have your knees covered? You're going to get sort of like splinters and carpet burns and stuff. No, because you've got your big knee pads on. Oh, he's got his knee pads. Now, I, 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 I'm not accusing you of anything here, Brett, but I'm just I'm saying this to you and all the other people who've got their legs out at the moment. I think if you're still wearing shorts in this weather, you fancy your pins a little bit. You think you've got good legs. You think you've got good legs, Brett? <laughs> I say, my, I'm only five foot six. My pins, what you can see are my pins. These are a couple of little airy six-inch strips between my <laughs> shorts and my boots. <laughs> Don't play yourself down. I'm, I'm sure they're absolutely lovely, Brett. <laughs> They're, they're very, very pasty, and also you find, because your knee pads, you've got bald knees as well. Wow, so. it's getting worse, isn't it? <laughs> You're painting quite a picture of yourself, Brett. <laughs> so it's not a good look. It's not a good look. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Uh, Keith is in Oxfordshire, says I'm a maintenance manager in a care home. Temperature's 24 degrees all day. Obviously, the residents kept warm and cosy, as you can imagine. Uh, quite warm when you're doing physical work. Shorts and T-shirts all year round. I think we let Keith off, do you reckon? I'm getting vibes of the same kind of, what you're going to do about it, as like naturists. <laughs> I'm seeing almost uh, awful pixelated nudity uh, with a pair of rambling boots on a coastal walk. What you can do about it. It's my lifetime, my lifestyle choice. It's a lifestyle choice, isn't it? That's what we're dealing with here. Short wearing, yes, yes, I'd say in December it is, yes. I've got an idea. What? We should, you and I should yeah. try and empathise with this section of our audience that we've discovered and yeah. do a short stay where we just have, despite the weather, we'll do a day in shorts just okay. to try and get into their minds. We'll give it a go, we'll give it a go. What have we just signed up for? <laughs> Uh, Spencer says, I'm a supermarket delivery driver. I wear shorts every day without fail. Simple reason is if you wear trousers, they get wet with rain. They take ages to dry, which is freezing. But 
skin dries super quick and you stay warm. Skin dries super quick is one of the most unsettling <laughs> statements we've had on the show this year. Uh, Dean James says, guys, I wear shorts all year round. I'm a butcher. I cycle four miles to work every day and the customers constantly mention how crazy I am wearing shorts throughout the winter. Imagine when he gets in his legs are the same colour as his mints. <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, Sue has got in touch. Uh, Sue's hanging on. Uh, Sue, tell us about Pete. Well, he's just gone out walking the dog now, and, and he was trying to talk to me about work, and I said, I'm just texting uh, the radio at the minute. He said, what about? I said, I'm telling them that you wear your shorts. Oh, they're not going to play it, he said. I said, but I don't care. I'm still telling them. <laughs> and, with, and this is proof that we are yes. interested in that kind of line of inquiry. So how long has Pete been a, a, a trouser denier? Well, he was in the Royal Navy, so he obviously had to wear long trousers at some point. But when he was casual and at home, he wore shorts all the time. He's always worn shorts for as long as I've known him. And he wears minimal clothing as he can get away with going outside. Sue, when you first met your Navy man, uh, was he in his Navy uniform or in shorts? No, he was in his shorts. Well, OK, and do you have a problem getting him to, like, dress up smart if you're going to go out to, like, a do somewhere, like, you know, meeting the family to go for some Sunday lunch he, in a posh yeah. pub? Yeah, he does sort of try to go out the house, and I look at him and I say, is that acceptable? <laughs> and he has actually put trousers on in the past when we've gone to meet somebody, you know, at lunchtime, just for some lunch or something like that. Right, OK. But yes, yeah, he is terrible. You do have to actually... Um, I do have to dress him occasionally. OK, that's interesting. <laughs> we we, we asked... He says wearing shorts, he's never cold. Okay, well, I mean, we asked Brett this earlier on. Has he got quite nice yeah. legs then, your husband, Pete? He's, he's tall. He's, well, as, he's tall as in the standards of yesteryear. He's six foot three. You know, lads are really tall now. But, yeah, back in the day, he's, he's got thin legs. I wouldn't say they were particularly hairy. Right. So, but he said he doesn't feel the cold. Quite the, quite the description, <laughs> Sue. Very thorough. <laughs> I think we've all got a mental image now. Thanks for that. <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Uh, so I imagine a lot of uh, households uh, are full of talk about Christmas presents and stuff at the moment, particularly if you've got kids. Uh, our five-year-old Thea has asked for a yo-yo as one of her Christmas presents, <laughs> uh, which is it took me right back. I am a bit reluctant, though, because obviously I had a yo-yo back in the day when I was a kid. The problem is, the reason I'm reluctant is, uh, I think yo-yos are the biggest recurring scam in the history of toys. Because <laughs> every three, few years, right, another generation of kids are kind of lured in to watching cool American kids doing yo-yo tricks on, on television, doing, doing tricks like uh, walking the dog or all around the world or whatever. No Cat in the something. cradle, that's Cat in the cradle. Yeah. So you see these cool American kids doing it on street corners near fire hydrants on hot days in New York and think, I want a bit of that. And they nag their parents for a, a yo-yo and they're crap. You can't do anything. The yeah. string tangles up about a thousand times like a garrote and then you can't untangle it and you can't literally can't do anything. It's around about the time that there is yet another generation of yo-yos like with LED technology these days. Yes. Now now yo-yos can light up whether it was they couldn't when we were kids. It was just the Coca-Cola and the seven up one. It was yeah. back in the day. But like, I mean I couldn't I mean I tried my best and I couldn't do any tricks back then and then binned it. And I I'm I feel bad for, for Thea because she wants it for, for Christmas and has seen all the videos of all these tricks. But I know deep down she ain't gonna be able to do it. And also yo-yos 
you know, they kind of focus in on the, the things kids don't have, which is patience and willing to go the long haul. And that's not qualities that children have. The one thing I would say, to put across the other point of view, is I would be very grateful to have a child that's asking <laughs> for such a cheap gift this Christmas. We'll just leave it at that. It'll be good. <laughs> it's a good point. It is a good point. And I, I am really conflicted about it. But, you know, you know, the weird thing is, like, it doesn't get found out, does it, yo-yos? No, it doesn't, no. Whoever the yo-yo corporation are, these people banging these things out from wherever they are, <laughs> no one's ever stood up and said, oh, these are terrible. The, kid, the kids can't use them, do you know what I mean? So, I... Just this hour of the show, I mean, obviously we're doing sound of the season in a little bit as well, so get ready for that, but... The Daily Takeaway. Bushman Richie's Daily Takeaway. Uh, Adam has tweeted us in a way of reviewing the last five minutes of this show. He says, tell me you can't yo-yo without telling me you can't yo-yo. <laughs> well, I can't yo-yo. Uh, my, my five-year-old wants a yo-yo for Christmas. I just think yo-yos are terrible. They've always been terrible. It's this massive scam that keeps repeating itself. And the kids are lured into this crazy thing and they can do tricks. And you just can't do it. I, I, does anyone, is anyone any good at a yo-yo? Mark's got in touch. Uh, he's on board with the scam side of it. Says, yo-yo conspiracy, spot on. But... £2 for no nagging is worth it, though I have found out that my 91-year-old gram was pretty good with a yo-yo. This is The Daily Takeaway. Daily Takeaway. Ho, ho, ho. It's Bush and Richie's Sound of the Season. That's right, a perfect convergence with start of December, the launch of our premium station, Absolute Radio Christmas Party. And what we've done is we have rebranded uh, Sound of the Decades to Sound of the Season. We've got an incredibly festive sound for you to try and guess what it is. Have a little listen to this. You will hear that possibly in your house this Christmas. But what is it? Uh, you are playing for the Absolute Radio uh, coffee flask. It's nice, isn't it? It is beautiful. Is that yeah. plastic? What, what kind of material is that? Can you, can you hit your head with it? Is that OK? Uh, yep. Oh. Oh, oh you're right. <laughs> Harder than you think. It did sound harder. Bit of an echo in there as well. And I'm not talking about the mug. Yeah, it's rigid. Should we just get to the caller? Yes, microwave safe as well. Okay, good. Right. Yes, let's do that. On the line, ready to play is Andreas. How you doing? Are you alright? I'm good, mate. How are you alright? Uh, we hear you're you're a uh a delivery driver, is that right, Andreas? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you yeah, uh, are you wearing shorts? Just referring to the earlier part <laughs> of our chat tonight on home time. You know Convention. I am actually in shorts. Yeah, shorts and t-shirt all the time, mate. All the time. And oh, can right. you can you yo-yo? <laughs> uh, unfortunately not. Right. <laughs> Just dealing with all the important <laughs> topics on the show tonight. Cross them off. The That's good. Fingers are too big. Sorry, I, I can't get my fingers in a hole. Andreas, okay. <laughs> <laughs> clean that up. Yep. Right. Uh, let's find out. Yes. Your guess for the sound of the season, Andreas. Please. Yep. What is so it? I I think it is one of them handheld staplers that you use to put up Christmas lights out the front of your house. One more. Have a listen to it. A handheld stapler that yeah. you use to put Christmas yeah. lights up the front of yeah. your house every Christmas. Yeah. A bit like Christmas vacation. Uh, I think they're referred to as staple guns. That's it. Yeah. Okay. You think in the delivery business you might see a few of them and might know what the name of it is, Andreas? <laughs> how, how confident are you feeling, Andreas? Um, yeah, I'm pretty confident, yeah. Should we find out? <laughs> Let's do it. You're a loser, and you have lost. Oh. Now, if someone had called up and referred to the foothold stapler, it might have been a different matter. That's for another day. Yes. You'll have to well, see. Clarify. That's right, I've gone wrong. Sorry. All right, I'll call back. Well, listen, hang in there. It's a cold and everything this evening. I know you're wearing shorts, so keep yourself safe, OK? All right, cool. Thanks, guys. 
and it rolls over because it's an incorrect guess. So tomorrow, two very rigid and hard <laughs> absolute radio coffee flasks to be won on Sound of the Season. The Daily Takeaway. Daily takeaway. It's getting dark at one o'clock in the afternoon. Christmas is a tough time as well. Uh, that's why we're p- placing our belief in the healing power of communal good news. If you've got a positive story in your life going on at the moment, no matter how small, we want to hear about it, we want to share it with the group and it'll make people feel better. It's 8, 12, 15 to get involved. Now, last week, uh, we got some good news from Sean, uh, who got in touch, uh, telling us uh, about how about five months ago they got evicted in the housing crisis in Cornwall and after becoming homeless, uh, had found out that they were going to be getting a new home to move into. The hope was it was going to happen before Christmas. So before we get into some fresh good news, uh, Sean is on the line. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're in the house. Amazing. We're, so talk us through it. What happened? Um, well, we got a phone call to say that um, the house was officially ours. This was um, nearly two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, we picked up the keys last Friday, um, and we were out. Of, we were able to leave our temporary accommodation and move in last weekend. And you were in that for five months, weren't you? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Wow. We were in there. We were moved all around Cornwall, so we were um, moved from hotel rooms to caravan park. Um, our last place was a two-bedroom apartment wow. on like a holiday park, and um, so with like two children as well. Um, living in a two-bed apartment wasn't easy. But now we're in um, a three-bedroom house. And there's a bit of stability and, and perfect timing then. Just, you know, just got in there before Christmas and everything closes yeah. down. I mean, that must be a huge relief for you. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So the kids have got their own rooms again now and we've got space for a dining table to have Christmas dinner together and put up a little Christmas tree. And yeah, we can finally have Christmas together and not have to worry. It was a really big worry that you know, coming up to this time of year as well, with the cold and being in caravans and things like that. Now we've actually got heating and we've got somewhere comfortable to sleep. Well, we are delighted for you. It is definitely good news and we will follow through now on the promise that we made last week. Uh, We did say to you, you know, when you you get in that house, let us know and we will send the Absolute Radio mugs. That's not us. That's just the (laughs) mugs. Uh, They are now on their way. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Can't wait to have my first cup of coffee in the morning in my absolute radio mug. Be sure to send us a photo and best (laughs) of luck. Take care. Thank you so much, Bush and Richie. And uh, queuing up uh, to start with his good news is uh, Jeff. What you got for us, Jeff? uh, It was actually yesterday, but we were out shopping, Christmas shopping, went into TK Maxx. And in there, I found a pair of Lacoste trousers, which Lacoste in TK Maxx is absolutely unheard of. Right. And they were my size, and they fitted. So what I then did was I bought them, gave them to my wife, and now she's got good news because that's one more present she doesn't have to think about for buying me. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. So d- despite the fact this, this rare occurrence has happened, Jeff, uh, you have then put this off for another three weeks until you can get that gratification. Yeah, because then uh, we did our Christmas on the 24th, which means I can wear my new trousers on the 25th. Well, it's been it's been a day of, of chat about clothing and what you're wearing, mm. particularly on your bottom half <laughs> in, on home time tonight. Uh, yeah, they they do they, they, they sound they short. They were they were trousers. They weren't short. No, that's cool. It's good to underline that. But you know, we're thinking about these Lacoste, Lacoste trousers. You've obviously had your eye on them for a while. Talk us through them, uh, Jeff. What kind of trousers are they? What's the look? 
Well, they're just like really excitingly dark blue trousers that are really boring and dull, but they look quite smart without being smart. You know what I mean? You see, when I think Lacoste, I think uh, a a lovely shirt or something like that. I I wouldn't go trousers. Like maybe a tennis racket and a a game on a Sunday. Uh, I I have got a reputation of being Mr Lacoste. I do have an awful lot of Lacoste T-shirts and Mr Lacoste. (laughs) So, I mean, the big question is, if you were wearing your Lacoste trousers, could you get into your local Ritzy? Oh, oh, Cinderella Rockefeller, maybe. Ritzy, not. <laughs> good to know. That is only good news, isn't it? Well done. OK, cheers. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. On the line right now, we've got Shelley. Shelley, tell us what good news is going on in your house right now. It might not seem like a lot, but we have um, a little baby African grey parrot. He's three, and he's a little star. And he this afternoon has been, I say helping with dinner, um, eating most of it, the carrots. But the good news is that we have a tough time, most of them are based poorly, and he just really cheers us up, he talks to us, he sings to us, and just gives us that little bit of good news we need every day to that's great that's great (laughs) so he he sings to you every day and he picks up picks up the spirits and the vibes around the house oh gosh yeah if if you're um, a little bit sad or down you know he'll come and sit with you and snuggle up and let you stroke him and pet him and um, what might he sing if you were snuggling up to him right now Oh, right now it would. Um, one of his favourite things is um, "Who Let the Dogs Out." <laughs> what? <laughs> a parrot yeah. singing "Who Let the Dogs Out." Yeah, it's really funny when he does it, and he also um, you see his name's Rocky. Um, so he's from Lanzarote. No, his name's Rocky. Ro- Rocky the parrot. <laughs> so sorry. I'm so sorry. Wow, so that's so cool. Don't do, do you feel like uh, more people should have a little parrot in their life? Because it, it, it sounds great. And, you, and you've sent us, very kindly sent us some photos of, of Rocky helping get the... Uh, you, you're having carrots yeah, for your tea. Yeah, fish pine carrots tonight. And um, as soon as you saw the carrots come out of uh, the storage cupboard, he started screaming carrots at the top of his voice and wanted to help. So, so he, he can he can shout carrots and sing oh, Who Let the Dogs Out? Oh, yeah, he whistles the tune to the Rocky movies. He can say, you're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. <laughs> um, oh, man. Some things that he really shouldn't be able to I bet he, but they pick up a lot. Parrots pick up a lot. Well, I mean, A, that, that's a brilliant bit of good news and we love the effect that he's having on you guys and, and we wish you better health and everything like that as well. But oh, thank you. That's really kind. I, I do believe we, we uh, if you could ever get to the point where you could record uh, Rocky doing that, we'd oh. love to hear it on Home Time. Oh, we'd I've love that. some videos. I'll drop them to you. I've got Yo. some great videos of him chatting around and, Please. and, and singing all those things. So I'll pop, I'll pop them along and you can... Uh, Share our joy. <laughs> well, we'd, we'd love to share your joy with the nation. That might even get shared on tomorrow's show if that comes through quick enough. Not a problem. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. There's the podcast. 
so if you've got any thoughts on this whole train door draft thing, do get in touch. One other thing I was thinking of as well is that maybe, I know it would cost a lot of money, and I know there's been this big argument and uh, debate and, and strikes about whether they've got people on platforms or not, but do you think that the rail companies could find their way to have concierges in every single one of the carriages, where like door people I think do the foot door for you? At the time when they've been talking about whether, you know, who, who opens and shuts doors at stations and whether ticket offices are manned, I'm not sure... <laughs> <laughs> that, that that's you started well, but yeah, it's, I, I didn't I didn't realise that's not what the door the whole opening the doors thing was about. <laughs> Fair play. <laughs>